Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Colony Drop, a Gundam podcast. My name is Brian. And my name is Isaac. This is the podcast where you come to for all your Gundam news, model news, anime series news, and anything related to Gundam. And what are we talking about today, Isaac? It might be one of your best ideas you've ever had. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about a concept for a game that we both realize would be incredible for Gundam. It hasn't been done yet, and there's no reason it shouldn't be done because it would be an immense amount of fun. And that is what I like to call Gundam Kart Racers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's ex- it's exactly what it says on the box, Brian. Think of Mario Kart, but with Gundams. That's right. Everybody loves Mario Kart. All demographics love Mario Kart, whether you're young, prime video game age, whether you're old, male, female. It just runs the whole gamut. I, I cannot believe that this game does not exist for Gundam because it's so adaptable uh, to, to this format. So what we've both done is sort of we came up with ideas for the drivers, for the courses, for the items some shortcuts some other things so which one do you want to start with isaac i say we either start with the drivers or we start with the vehicles the carts themselves mm. what do you think what do you think brian which one should we start with um yeah we you can actually... do, let's do both of them at the same time <laughs> all right why not yeah so okay and... i guess there's one note maybe maybe there's one note we should make there so there are right you know there's been a lot of mario karts over the years and i guess we should say up front that we are framing this as a blatant ripoff of, of mario kart i think absolutely it would almost be a mod for Mario Kart, yeah. right? Like, we're reskinning the game. If the formula works, you know, why change it? There have been a lot of iterations of Mario Kart over the years, though. So in some, especially in the early Mario Karts, you, you did not choose your kart, right? That didn't come until right. at least, I think, the one for GameCube, uh, I believe, which was Double Dash. Yeah, if not Double sure. Dash, then definitely the, the next one. So, but yeah, I think there's definitely some opportunities there, given what Gundam is and, and the, the mecha involved. And I guess I'll say up front, Gundam has so many characters that I limited myself to like 0079 time frame. Um, but you could certainly go hog wild and, and draw from everything. I, I would have made like eight games if I had done that, though. So, um. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and, and before we jump into characters, just real quick, if you've reached this point and you're not familiar with Mario Kart, please find a friend or something that somebody that owns it and play Mario Kart. It's a really <laughs> enjoyable game. Just a quick summary, if you're like the 1% of people that don't understand it or haven't played it yet, Mario Kart is a racing game with the characters from Super Mario, and they race on different courses that have different appearances. They pick up items that do things like give them special powers, and it's pretty much a race to see what place you come in, and um, there's different modes of the game you can do. You can do best time or race in different cups with different difficulties it's a racing game where you pick up items and weapons it's very colorful very enjoyable and it's very enjoyable for people of all ages and uh with that said let's jump into the uh the characters you said brian right yeah Um, let's do it i i definitely agreed yeah maybe there'll be dlcs in our (laughs) for for different characters but to start off 0079 should definitely be it and the two characters who have to be in it are Amaro and Char. There's there's no question about it. They definitely have to be in it because they're the uh, sort of the main rival pilots in the series, and they would be the rival racers in this series <laughs> at the end of the game. I mean, yeah, one hundred percent. They're they're basically your Mario and Luigi, um, right, of this game, right? So they're they're in every Mario Kart game. They have to be in it, 
and I, I think that I think that makes perfect sense. In the original Mario Kart game, uh, there were eight racers, so I I chose eight. How many did you limit yourself to? I try to keep it that amount, but there's a few people that sort of got honorable mentions <laughs> almost <laughs> be unlocked. Yeah. I think yeah. I made like eight or so unlocks as well because there was yeah. one that I just I couldn't resist uh, given our previous conversations on this podcast. So, <laughs> well, aside from Char and Amaro, I decided to include a lot of the zombies. Dozel, because we'd need like sort of a heavyweight character, right? And who's heavier than Dozel? <laughs> that's right. Uh, yeah. So maybe that's another yeah. good thing we should point out. So one one of the mechanics in Mario Kart games is the weight of the racers, and so there's generally three weights. There may have been four in one game, but um, it, generally it's light, normal, and heavyweight. So what what would you say, Amaro? I said Amaro would be uh, lightweight. I actually thought he might be better being sort of upgraded to be the average weight class, I suppose, a middleweight, just because he would be a more well-rounded character, I feel like, similar to how Mario is. And same thing with Char. Lighter characters might be, I don't know, Frau Bo <laughs> <laughs> or, or Kaecilia. Like, if you pick them, they're going to be pretty light. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I had Sayla as was my, my thoughts. Oh, her? Yeah, she definitely would be light. Yeah, you know, why not? <laughs> uh, who else who else could be heavy uh Ramba Rawl. <laughs> he's a big guy um, I, I i was hesitant to put Dagwin in but i can see him and revel being sort of unlockables the only sort of alternative idea that i had that I was sort of on the fence about was with with it being called gundam racer it might be more iconic and recognizable to not just have the main characters of the series as the pilots but also have the actual mobile suits as the pilots. So you could have your go-kart being driven by the Gundam or a Zaku, you know, just customize them different colors. They could even possibly have different abilities depending on um, what type of mobile suit you chose to drive your go-kart. Did you think it should be open to having mobile suits as the actual pilots of these vehicles, or did you feel it should be uh, just just the human characters? Um, I started out in both, trying to have both, um, mm-hmm. and then the more I did it, I just started going down to the pilot, uh, the pilot level only, <laughs> um, because then I started assigning carts to each character based on oh. like their mobile suit. So, for example, this is my roster, right? So I have Amuro uh, in the RX-78 yeah. cart. I have Shar in, in like the Red Zaku cart. I have Rambaral in the Goof cart. I got Sela in a G Fighter uh, or the Core Booster cart. Right. We've got Bright Noah in a little white base cart, which I think would be <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> That's great. Like you said, you got to have Dozel in there, and he's got to drive a big Zom cart. Yeah. Uh, you, could awesome. have, <laughs> you could have um, Black Tristars in their doms. Of course. And they could be, you know, it could be one character, and you could just, like, cycle through the costumes to get the different Tristars. Uh-huh. And uh, that leaves one spot open for eight. So, you know, then you could expand... There's obviously more people in 0079, but I didn't want to put in Kai if I couldn't put in Hayato. You know, maybe maybe yeah. Frau's in there. She's driving like a Haro or something. Right, um, yeah. I thought the gun cannon and the gun tank might be mandatory inclusions. Well, it's so difficult trying to balance it. You know, I, I can see the gun tank definitely being a heavy, yeah. a, a heavyweight. The gun cannon, it's supposed to be a medium range mobile suit. Maybe it would be the middleweight and then the Gundam itself would be light because it's faster. But yeah, I, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. 
here's my unlocks, my unlockable Uh-oh. characters. Right. So I expand a little bit, you know, I had to have Ko, you know, in like either the Dendrobium or the GP1, mm-hmm. uh, Gato in the Noiseal or the GP02, Shiro uh-huh. in the EZ8, Ina in the in an Opsilus little cart, which I thought was really funny. Uh, oh, sad. Her brother didn't get it. <laughs> she took it. <laughs> Bernie in like the Zaku Kai, Chris Aww. in the NT1. And then the one character that you would play as for sure is Degwin in a great Degwin cart. <laughs> I like it already. See, I like your idea for the vehicles where it actually matches the character. I was going to sort of give the character give the players a bit more flexibility like you know you could choose the 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 zaku card if you wanted to or you know whatever the dom card the the zeong <laughs> if you wanted <laughs> well um, i know some of the later mario cards you can mix and match uh drivers and carts so you can yeah. as long as you unlock the carts you can mm-hmm. um you know pair them with whoever whoever you want Oh, okay. So, yeah. I can see it going either way, really. But yeah, I like the idea of, you know, someone piloting a Musai. And it looks like a Musai with like, you know, their distorted giant head sticking out of it. <laughs> and um, just they slap some wheels on the side and it goes down the race course. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean, a lot of those people, like we said, they lend themselves really well to the light, normal, and heavyweight class. So for example, Black Tristars, Dozel, Degwin, those are all clearly heavyweights. People like Amro, Shar, Bright, Co, Bernie, those people, all normal weights. Yeah. And the light people, you got Sayla, Ina, Chris. I think it really lines up really, really well to the to the normal tried and true Mario Kart mechanics. Yeah. I mean, we're essentially dividing people by their their height and weight. <laughs> and then saying, Well, guess what? You're gonna have slow acceleration by really high top speed. <laughs> you you're gonna just zip out of the starting line. <laughs> But don't be surprised if you get caught up by Dagwin and Dozel. <laughs> All right, what's next? Courses or items? I say let's do items. So in Mario Kart, the item box is, well, depending on what game you're playing, it's either like sort of a box or like a uh, a strobing polygon that changes shape and stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe even like flashes what item it is every like, you know, half a second. And then you, you know, you drive through it, pick up that item. What did you think should be that sort of item generator, item, the item box in Gundam Kart Racer? I was, I had multiple ideas. It was difficult to choose. I had a difficulty with that, actually. I was trying, what I, I approached it from trying to uh, figure out what would be the fake item, item, right? Because I, I I needed to come up with that item, but I didn't know what that item box should be. So this this exact problem. What what were your ideas? I didn't really think of a good one. Okay, what I sort of settled on, and it might not be that wise, but here we go. It alternates between the Federation symbol and the Xeon symbol, mm. and the items are divided into two groups. There's Federation items and there's Xeon items. Anybody can pick them up, but by looking at that and deciding, you know, by seeing, you know, the, the item right now is showing Federation or the item showing Xeon, you kind of have to roll the dice in a way to determine, okay, I want a Federation weapon and I hope I get this particular Federation weapon or I, I want the Xeon item and I hope I get this particular Xeon item. I'm not sure that works very well and maybe it's better if it actually shows the different items. In that case, I felt like maybe, I guess a cargo cube is a little maybe too basic I thought maybe a colony, but I felt like a colony might be better used as like an actual level because my my logic was, well, you know, 
this is the universal century. Everything's built in the colonies and then pretty much just shipped around or shipped to Earth. So what better symbol than, you know, a giant space cylinder <laughs> as, a, as the logo that you drive through to pick up an item? Yeah, I really like the symbol idea because I thought of the cargo cube too, but then I kind of threw it out because I thought that was too generic. Yeah. Um, but the symbol is actually a good idea, I think, in splitting the two items or splitting the two like item pools. It forces the player to make another choice, like a gameplay choice. So it, it turns into like a strategy. Like, what's if I'm in first place, is is a federation weapon better or is this a Zeon weapon better? So I I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. And then for the fake item, you could do like a Neo Zeon emblem. <laughs> which is slightly different. That's right. Yeah, you're gonna need a sharp eye to determine at yeah. the last minute. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. That's a Neo Zeon. <laughs> oh, that shard he got me. Damn it, come on. <laughs> what are some of your items that you create? That you created? Okay, we talked about this off the podcast, but it's it's pretty brilliant. All right, number one that came to my head that I already shared with you is Shar's mask. If you get Shar's mask, you, your your go kart turns invisible. Just like, you know, Shar was invisible to all the zombies and the, the best of Xeon intelligence. <laughs> so you get his mask and you're temporarily invisible on in the race course. Maybe you can even drive through other players. You know, I think that's the ability, right? When you pick up a boo. Uh, can, yes. Yep. Yeah, you essentially become a ghost and you, you won't collide in the players for a little bit and they won't really see you. Another item I thought was uh, you pick up a solar system. And the solar system will turn all the other competing racers, their screens white. So they really, you know, kind of get blinded by the, uh, by the light of the solar system uh, temporarily. So you can race safely while they either run into walls or they, you know, spin out or something. Who knows what they're doing when they can't see. <laughs> I also thought, you know, a few generic weapons like the turtle shells and things like that. Those could easily be just, you know, missiles and Gundam and things like that. I felt like there should be some type of new type item that you pick up, maybe a psychomi or something like that, and it maybe doesn't show where it can't it can't show where you know who's gonna beat you or anything like that into the future. That wouldn't really work in the real world um, gameplay mechanics. But I thought maybe you can do other things like um, show everybody's weapons somehow or what items they have things like that that's that's about the best i could i could think of as far as how to integrate new type abilities into the race like what what would be sort of a, a prescient or, or mental edge that a new type would have as far as abilities in a race well they'd be able to see your weapons and you know kind of like revealing your your cards to them in a poker match they can they know what's coming up oh i like that being able to see yeah. their items that's a good idea yeah yeah, I like that. That's a good way of uh, trying to incorporate the, like the the precognition aspect of a new type. That's a good idea. Well, what what weapons and items did you think of? So I tried to go basically through most of the Mario Kart items and kind of you know think of the Gundam equivalent. <laughs> so for the green shells, um, so in in Mario Kart, green shells they're a straight projectile. You know they, they either go forward or backwards. They don't curve. They don't home. They're just straight. So for that, I thought of. Just that would be a beam rifle shot, and I guess if you're doing Federation versus Zeon weapons, it could be a beam rifle on the Federation side or a bazooka or something. A new weapon I thought of was just a beam saber. It would be like a short range slash. You know, say you're butting up against another cart, you could slash them to the side with a beam saber. Oh, that's uh, pretty. Which, which is it would be kind of the equivalent of like a left or right green shell, I guess, um, which yeah. could be neat for the red shell. It's a homing shell, so if you fire it, 
generally it'll hit the person directly in front of you in the or in the next uh, place ahead of you. So if you're in second, it will seek out and destroy the the first place player. Um, and I know you can fire them backwards in some of the games. I don't know if it hits the person exactly in back of you, or I can't quite remember how that works. But for the homing missile, I think it should be Shars Bazooka because because of his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and by Shara's bazooka, I mean literally like the one that Shara used, not his Zaku, but the one that he used to kill Kaecilia with, because you know there was the greatest shot in Gundam in Gundam history. So <clears throat> there were so in in Mario Kart there are the items that are mushrooms. They give you a short speed boost. So for that, I decided that it should be just red paint. And so you're you paint your car red <laughs> real fast, <laughs> and for a short period of time, you go three times the normal speed. Uh, which is, you know, what what Char is is described as as doing in the show, and he, as he pilots his red Zaku. <laughs> I thought propellant tanks might be a good choice for that, but that kind of threw me for a loop too because they didn't really show up too much, or at all in 0079, or like They're maybe still... just like a floating vernier thruster. <laughs> yeah, something. you know, I think anything within those first 0079 to like 0083 would be in in fair game. So I think the propellant tanks make sense. Um, You could also get like, I forget which core booster it was or core fighter, but there was one that maybe it was the GP one, one of the GP ones from double 83. You could, it had like those little booster wings. Maybe those little wings could fly up and connect to your cart and make you go faster. Uh, That could be fun. One thing I had a hard time with was the, I was trying to replace the banana peel with something. I came up with just like generic debris, like space debris, shoal zone debris, maybe a, a piece of side two. <laughs> did you did you have any thoughts on like what would be a, a banana peel? That kind of threw me for a loop too. I was thinking like an oil slick, but that didn't really work too well in Gundam because, I mean, that works for go-kart, sure, but not specifically something that we really saw from Gundam. And I wanted to keep it very Gundam-centric and not stray too much maybe like a mobile suit bear trap almost (laughs) that like stops you in place and then i was trying to remember like eighth ms team and you know some of the traps they had for for like fighting the zakus that the gorillas used Mm -hmm. and um, maybe like some type of like ankle pit like you know the the zaku's supposed to step in it and it stops you in place oh yeah i like that idea yeah maybe your cart just like falls through the track a little bit and then i was thinking well the bananas okay they do stop you in place but they can also sort of spin you out and i was remembering oh shiro fought in space using a ball and like you know a a harpoon and a cable and he Mm. was spinning that zaku around so i thought maybe you (laughs) maybe the banana is pretty much like shiro's ball like a ball will fly from the back of your your cart and then it'll deploy a harpoon or a cable and sort of spin out the uh, whatever unfortunate racer was behind you. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's some like uh, Star Wars Hoth action yeah. there. With the tow cables almost. That's pretty much where they stole it from in MS <laughs> team, right? I mean, where else could it come from? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I can get behind that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I ventured into the new type stuff a little bit. So I was trying to replace both the three green shells and the three red shells, uh, which I think were first used in Mario Kart in the Nintendo 64 version. So by three shells, what I mean is the way this item worked is instead of getting one shell, which is a normal item that you were granted, you got three. And they spun around your cart constantly once you activated them. And you could like 
bump up against someone and, and they would hit the shell that was circling around you. So they were, they were pretty useful items. So I was trying to replace yeah. those. And for the three green shells, I was thinking it could be an eye field. And so it's like a wow, barrier. Brilliant. It's like a barrier that absorbs a hit but falls after that hit or after, you know, two hits or three hits or whatever. You don't want to make it too overpowered. Um, yeah. Because if you, you, you know, if you are in first place and you get three red shells or three green shells, you're, you're pretty good barring some of the more overpowered items. For the three red shells, I was thinking like bits or funnels. And you, know, you, you get like three bits that come out of your cart and they, they act as like auto defense. So if someone gets close enough, that bit fires at them, you know, which I thought would, would be kind of fun. And then, you know, probably great. probably one shot per bit before it runs out. Again, you don't want to make it too too overpowered. And then for the power star, I was thinking it could just be like a cycle frame. I know that's a little bit past 0079. Yeah, but, but uh, you could say you know, it was in development. <laughs> um, yeah. So in, instead of being, you know, invincibility, you would just say it's a resonating psycho frame causing like a, a psycho shock or an axis shock, and it causes you to go really fast. Or, or maybe instead of causing you to go very fast, it causes the other carts to slow down. Or maybe it causes the other carts to not get close to you, or like pushes them away once you activate them. Um, kind of like how it pushed uh, axis away. I love it. Solar system, I agree, definitely agree with your idea of blinding everyone. That kind of makes it similar to the lightning bolt in Mario Kart. Um, in Mario Kart, the lightning bolt item is probably one of the best items in the game. The lightning bolt hits every player, making them really small, which makes them go really uh, slow, and it spins them out. So it gives you, if you're in the way back and use a, a lightning bolt, usually you can catch up at least two or three places um, after having used that. Used that. So, and I, I was thinking the way you could explain it in Gundam is through the solar system. You would say, oh, it it over it blinded them, and then it overheated all of their cars, which caused them to, <laughs> to, to slow down and like smoke for a bit. And, you know, Bascom would be would be really proud. Maybe maybe Bascom should be an unlockable. And he would drive a little solar system. We'll put him in the Zeta DLC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the, like you said, the colony laser. I was thinking the colony laser would function like the blue shell. It would just Absolutely. fire a beam that's the, the same width as the track, and it would just fire it in front of you, you know, wiping out everyone in its path. Because you know, like you said, that that is the quintessential Gundam super weapon, and yep. it, it deserves to be the the blue shell. Uh, for sure i agree yeah absolutely that was my only choice for the blue shell because i couldn't think of anything else that would work really it had to be the colony laser <laughs> oh, absolutely i mean you there's nothing else as yeah. devastating so you get one shot and it blows itself away it, it burns itself out yeah i thought about maybe given that you have a lot of different cart choices because there's so many different mobile suits you could even start introducing like a special power for each cart if you really wanted to that might be a little unbalanced if you do that but the, you know there are a lot of cards that maybe have some fun things so for example like you know the goof could have a, a heat rod attachment or the, you know the doms could maybe have some like booster attachments or maybe the dom carts don't slow down as much over t- tough terrain because they can kind of hover yeah i was thinking about that too as far as the cards themselves in mario kart they don't always have particular individual abilities you know they might have different stats really in terms of like weight and maybe uh, handling and acceleration things like that but mobile suits are just so varied i thought maybe like if you pick the dom cart you get to use like that blinder in front of it oh Um, yeah the cracker but right yeah but but 
within reason like you it, it doesn't have like unlimited use and um since it would kind of take away from the solar system the solar system can hit all the other players but if you're a dom you know the, the person really has to be very close to you for the blender to work what else maybe a moose eye or you know maybe you pick a magellan or something um, or a white base to drive uh, you can hold maybe one extra item, and that's to sort of show that you know the capital ships could store more oh, than yeah. mobile suits or something like that. I like that. Really, yeah. yeah, really different things like that. Even maybe there's like an an extra animation if you do something that sort of ties into the show or how things were. Like maybe if you're playing a Char in the Red Comet and you're racing Kaecilia, and she's in her Zanzibar, <laughs> her Zanzibar <laughs> cart. And you fire a missile at her, um, maybe it like, you know, your your racer does like a special celebration animation after he gets a hit or something like that. <laughs> I, you I know? love that. That's brilliant. So it's almost an unlockable, not a cinematic, but an unlockable animation during the race. Yeah, it could be like a, an achievement almost. Yeah, pretty much. Exactly. If you're gearing and you, you use a solar ray on Dagwin, <laughs> you know, <laughs> gearing does some kind of celebration or something i don't know <laughs> yeah maybe maybe the way to balance those individual cart abilities would be to make them one of the items that you can pick up yeah maybe. like the ability yeah. to the ability to use your your special ability i guess because you're right like in in the mario kart games there are different carts and they're all distinguished by stats which are i don't want to say boring but it, it's just a bunch of math right my racer has the stats what is the best cart that i can combine with that racer what are the optimal cart stats to to combine with so i think maybe giving them an ability would be a little more creative a little more fun i don't know but yeah again could be overpowered too so right and maybe i don't know some type of award system or you get rewarded to an extent maybe if you're playing a character from one faction and you pick the uh, item box of your faction Mm. maybe that's that's the way that you get like your power up or something or Oh, it, incre- it, it increased the odds that you get like random item that's very beneficial. Like maybe if you're Federation, you get the Federation box. You Matilda will swoop in and crash her, <laughs> crash her, car, <laughs> crash her cargo hauler into like you know the the player directly ahead of you or something. <laughs> does it does it have to be a suicide character? <laughs> no, it doesn't. It could be I don't know. It could be um. I don't know, a, a Musai like will shoot from orbit or something. Something like that. I don't know. But <laughs> you understand my point. <laughs> I, I do. <laughs> well, if she does it in one race, can she do it again in the same race? Um, I, I don't see how. She's already dead. Well, it's a show. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anybody can come back in a racing game. <laughs> this is this is the Mario Kart world now. They race carts in Mario Kart one day, and then the next day, Bowser kidnaps Peach, and then the day after, they're playing golf together. So, <laughs> they have an interesting relationship. <laughs> okay, how about we move on to courses, which I think is where the, the bulk of the meat is, maybe. Well, the the first thing that came into my mind for a course was, you're racing inside a colony as it's falling to Earth. <laughs> for sure. I agree. Same so, one. So, I, I think you're maybe racing along the inside edge, and maybe you go through, like, shuttle bay areas that take you to the outside and now you're racing on the outside and all the while you know you have a clear view of space whether you're inside or outside the colony Mm -hmm. and you can just see it you know getting closer and closer to earth for those that aren't familiar it's not just one lap around you know each course and then that determines the winner you pretty much go through three times uh, maybe even more 
So you have multiple chances in each lap to you know reach the first place. So with that in mind, as you go through more laps on this course, it gets closer and closer to Earth until the final lap. It's designed to you know land on Earth and you know shatter. <laughs> <laughs> You could even do it so that after first place goes through the finish line, maybe like that's the end of the race. Like impact begins then. Oh, <laughs> good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, who, you know, after first place is through everybody else, that's your order. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only, this is the only map of its kind where, you know, we cut the race short because first place is finished determines when uh, it lands on Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I had the same thought for my, my first course. I just called it operation British. And oh, I, nice. I pitched it as like a, an escape, um, an Ooh. escape race, right? So say you're, you're on the colony, which was, uh, Island Ifish. So you're, you're in Island Ifish as it's going down and you're, you know, you're three laps by the end, it's going to, it's going to fall. You're going to reach the, the point of no return. So the finish line is you breaking out of the colony and, and like leaving it. And then, you know, all the racers watch it as it, <laughs> as it goes down into, into Sydney and then I tried to come up with a shortcut each of my courses because I love shortcuts in Mario Kart. They're like a, if you've ever played Mario Kart, they're a big part of the game. Uh, it's, it's a really good way to get ahead. It's usually like a secret you know, path or, or tunnel or, or hole somewhere that you go into. Sometimes even a glitch, really. Um, so right. for this one, I thought maybe you could go, you could drive your, your cart into one of the shelter tunnels to get somewhere quicker, I suppose. But, um, but then I thought maybe that was too morbid. Well, the only time the shelter... <laughs> tunnels are really shown was when everyone was getting gassed so yeah i don't want to mention that in the in the children's racing game but also also the shelter tunnels were useless during a (laughs) during a colony drop i mean that colony's still falling that's true yeah yeah (laughs) what's your next course all right my next course was this might even be like the final course in like the most difficult cup um, this was a Bawaku and happens almost entirely in space. And if it's going to be in space, it might as well be during a battle. So this would very much be like, if you ever played Smash Brothers, that course, well, there's a few there's a few uh, arenas in Smash Brothers that take place in space. I think the best ones are the Star Fox ones. Mm-hmm. And this one would be very much the same way, where in the background there's a huge fleet battle going on between Zeon and the Federation. And this course, you know, you may be racing along, you know, Musai's and then you you cross over in an explosion to like a a Magellan and you just keep going. You race along a Bawaku inside and outside the uh, the different hangar bays and things like that. Maybe you pass like Kaecilia's uh, Zanzibar. You know, I feel like the animation is sort of changing as the battle's progressing, maybe towards the end, even though this isn't exactly matching what happened in the story in the final race the uh, solar ray is ready to fire Ooh. so in the last lap yes there's an item the solar ray but at the same time this it'll, it'll also be in the the background ready to fire at the racers so i think it'd be cool if it maybe fires at the last moment or if we make it like my my colony drop idea where as soon as first place passes the finish line guess what that, that triggers <laughs> the solar ray to fire and everybody else you're, yeah, whatever place you're in, that's where your finish is. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, but we can't do this. I, we can't do my gimmick at every race because then people will be like, "Well, it's gonna be over as soon as first passes the line." <laughs> no, almost this must be very rare. Almost every other course, like it's it's like a traditional race. You know, it's not over till eighth passes the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, yeah. that's a good mechanic, though. I like it. Yeah, it's, it, I think it throws people for a loop, especially if it's their first time playing or, you know, if it's something they forgot. 
You know, they're yeah. like, well, you know, we blessed, we played three races. Why is this one going to end right when it first crosses the finish line? It, it might add more desperation, I feel, to the last lap because people realize, oh, God, I'm not going to have a chance unless I really catch up. Yeah, no, I don't think it would lessen people's, like, yeah. you know, intensity. If anything, they'd be like, oh, my, my time is even shorter. I have to do, yeah. I have to do even better. Yeah, right. like, oh, this is the last lap. How do I know? Because, like, well, number one, the number will appear, and also the solar array is now visible behind a bow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. It's, like, charging up. Yeah, like I don't know. We'll we'll edit the Lord. Just, we'll edit the timeline just for the race. <laughs> we'll say, oh, we fixed it, Garen. <laughs> Fire at will. <laughs> I had a Baku on my list as well. So my my idea is actually very similar. My thought was, you you said you were pitching it as like the last the last race in the last cup, right? Which is traditionally right. Rainbow Road, um, yeah. typically in in a Mario Kart game. And for the, I guess for those who haven't played Mario Kart, Rainbow Road is is basically exactly what it sounds like it is a course that looks like a rainbow it's a sort of explosion of color on the racetrack and it's a very i'll say psychedelic experience um and it's usually very long or very treacherous one of the two and uh, that's kind of what a baku is right so i was thinking it would be sort of a light spectacle in space due to the you know due to the, all the the, the fleet yeah. battles and, and mobile suit battles happening you can beams see all the beams nukes. yeah exactly the beams going uh you know crisscrossing and um, you know, if we stick to the three-lap idea, I was thinking the first lap would be approaching a Baku, you know, driving through the battle. You get to see all the mobile suits fighting in the background. And then uh, lap two would would start when you land on a Baku and you drive through the asteroid. And then you witness Shar killing Cecilia. You witness the fi- <laughs> the the final shot of the Gundam destroying the the Zeong. And then your final lap would be escaping. About Baku and finding the the white base crew at the finish line in their little um the, space the life vessel yeah <laughs> yeah the, the emergency <laughs> dinghies that are for whatever reason I think they're unarmed right uh, yeah <laughs> I mean, old, they pretty they're much always unarmed <laughs> yeah I don't know I don't know what good like what, what's your dinghy gonna do against a musai or something anyway so there's probably no point to really no. giving it any weapons you're right yeah. <laughs> maybe the federation and zeon agreed like okay or lifeboats you know they'll, they'll both be unarmed if you see one don't shoot it yeah <laughs> i mean that didn't really work out though in uh 8th ms team the federation shot down that kurgrin with all the yeah yeah <laughs> but i mean in their defense that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't a lifeboat it was <laughs> the zanzibar is a warship all right yeah, it true, has true. multiple weapons okay and so I think the Absolus was appearing at that point. Yeah, it was. It was. So, yeah. I mean, this was not like a, a peaceful situation. It was. Yeah, we'll go, we'll talk about that in our eighth MS team episode. But um, getting back to my next level, if you're ready to move on. Yep. Yep. Is um Solomon the Battle of Solomon? Now it would be similar to a Balaku, but I feel like the solar system has to be fired. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But it's not going to be fired at the end of the race. Instead, the solar system will be deployed um, maybe in the middle of the course. And what that will actually do is it will blind the players, but they'll be, you know, forewarning. Maybe we'll do like a countdown or something so players can kind of, you know, prepare yourself. It wouldn't be like another player using the weapon. And then, um, you know, you have no no chance to uh, prepare yourself. There's going to be forewarning. Um, 
and what that actually do is in the course as you're racing through you know space and on solomon what that actually does is you see it heat solomon and warp the racetrack before your eyes so that changes the route that you've maybe memorized for two laps yeah i thought that'd be an interesting idea that you you watch the course change sort of as you're racing and then you kind of have to adapt to how the the course is set up now 100 percent agree you basically took my entire idea so <laughs> lap, lap one was approaching solomon lap two is uh getting hit with the solar system while on solomon and then lap three is you know again another round on solomon but now it's completely different because it's all charred and everything is melted and yeah. uh and yeah and then i was thinking for a shortcut you could like the big zom could fly by and you could see him fighting with maybe Amro and, and uh, yeah. Slager in the background. And then maybe he uses that big beam cannon, uh, like the, the whatever, the chest cannon thing. And it blows like a tunnel open somewhere. And you, if, you, if you're paying attention to where they're fighting, maybe you drive over there and you, you go down that tunnel and you know, cut off some time on, on your lap or something like that. Or, yeah. or it could be blown open by the solar system as well. So Absolutely. There are multiple ways to do it. And... You know, the great thing about so many of the new Mario Kart games is that there's multiple routes in the racetracks. Um, some of them are shortcuts. Some of them are just alternatives. And there's no reason that can't be the case here. Depending on how they would program this game, you could have it so that the solar system melts the course in a different way each time you play. So oh, this might be a course where memorization after a certain point doesn't give you an advantage. You know, somebody else could have a more successful uh, way through Solomon after it gets melted. I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. I hope to see that one day. Someday we'll reach that point in video games, right? Where, yeah, there's no reason we can, right? I mean, with advances in technology, you know, machine learning or artificial intelligence, it'll it'll happen soon. We'll get there. All right. Next one. Okay. The next one is, boy, this is almost becoming just like a a list of the major battles in the one year (laughs) war. But you know what? It works. The next one, Brian, is Odessa. Mm-hmm. Now, what my gimmick with this one was uh, is going to be a nuke being fired. Ooh. If you remember in Odessa, uh, Makube, he fires a nuke to try to buy Zeon time. So in this case, um, I felt like that's something that should be included. I didn't decide yet if maybe there's items or n- nothing too out of the way, but some type of item like maybe... If like X number of racers or, you know, more than half of the racers go over buttons on this course or whatever, it'll take out the nuke. You know, maybe you'll see an animation in the background as you're racing of like the Gundam standing up and firing the laser into the sky and hitting the nuke. Or if you don't hit, you know, all the buttons or whatever, maybe the, uh, the nuke will actually land and go off. That could also warp the course, too. What I thought would be really interesting about this, this battle would be it, it'll all be on ground on Earth compared to, you know, the last few ones, which were all in space. And it'd be interesting to sort of have, like, the uh, the tanks involved, because Odessa was a pretty big tank battle. You see a lot of Federation tanks. So I thought it'd be interesting if we see them kind of going over trenches, or maybe, you know, you actually go over the tanks, or there's a segment where, you know, your, your racer is sort of driving through the tanks in a way, and, you know, they can give you cover, or at the same time be obstacles to your progress or you know your the other racers progress so i feel like there was interesting things to do with sort of npc type racers in the form of the tanks uh, rolling around oh yeah that that's a good idea because it reminds yeah. me of um it, there was a course on the nintendo 64 mario kart called toad's turnpike 
oh, where yeah. where you drove with traffic, right? And so what if you what if you were driving with like one of the advancing assault forces, you know, like yeah. and particularly the tanks or or the the GMs or something that were, you know, marching. And it could also be fun too cuz Odessa was primarily if I remember right like a, a deserty environment. So that definitely checks the box in terms of like the sandy level, you know, every every Mario Kart's got to have one or two sandy levels. <laughs> Sure. And th- does that mean, Brian, there's an obligatory like sand pit that like slows down your car? Your, oh, of course. Your go-karts, your go-karts start <laughs> sinking in it. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, Makuve could yell at you. You know, he, he could say something like, yeah. uh, you know, I, he, he, he likes really fine things, right? So he could get mad at you that you're scratching your cart. Or <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, had, I had Odessa on my list as well. So. Right, Once again, cool. taking my ideas. <laughs> you know what? I think I've taken enough of your ideas. Why don't we switch to you? You can tell us some of your course ideas. I'm going right. to guess. I think I know what the next one is, but go ahead and say it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I'll start with the Battle of Loom. Oh. Do you have Loom on your list? No. Uh-huh. Oh, you got me. All right. So this one I'm picturing we drive through like a path through space uh, just amidst either the wreckage of the Battle of Loom or as the Battle of Loom is playing out. And uh, maybe the last lap is sort of after the Zakus have destroyed all the ships, whereas a Baku is just this psychedelic space battle kind of nightmare thing. I, I picture the Battle of Loom being this like depressing space wasteland of just debris and, and stuff like that. And for the shortcut idea, I was thinking you could somehow hitch a ride on like Shar Zaku as it's flying by. <laughs> Um, and, pretty you know, cool. and he would like you know propel you forward really quickly you know which could be fun and you can, you don't necessarily have to do it on Shar Zaku too you could do it on any Zaku I like it let's see the next one I had was uh, a course on side seven green <clears throat> the green Noah one colony which is the first colony we see in uh, Mulusu Gundam where you know Shar first tries to destroy the Gundam in the first oh. episode. You would drive through the holes blown in the colony during the battle and drive on the outside. And as a shortcut, I was thinking you could enter the docked white base through maybe an open mobile suit launch bay uh, before it flies away and kind of skip some of the track. And, you know, this would be a really good level to be like a greenery level, right? You know, there's always the, the, the tracks in Mario Kart that are very much kind of like the first world in a Mario game. It's usually a, a foresty or sort of lush uh, area. And Green Noah was a relatively new colony, so everything was was nice and somewhat peaceful, I suppose, until yeah. all this happened. So that, that would be a good way to get in some greenery, right, which would be different than a lot of the space battles. And You could see, uh, you know, Char carrying out his attempt to destroy the Gundam in the background. You could see the Gundam get up, which would be pretty neat. This would definitely be like the Mushroom Cup, <laughs> one of the yeah. courses on the Mushroom Cup, right? Yeah. Like maybe this and Loam start us off because like yep. they're a bit more approachable. Maybe like Loam wouldn't, Loam would like you know be like you said the aftermath of the battle, but the course itself wouldn't be too difficult to navigate. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing with this colony, even though you know a battle is about to take place, it's very small scale on on the uh, as far as the one year war goes. Yeah. And maybe the one you were thinking of was maybe the Battle of uh, Jabro. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was I was like, okay, this is gonna be like almost like Bowser's levels in a way because there's gonna be like maybe you could put lava in here. You know, you go underground a lot. You're in caves oh, yeah. and things like put, that. 
for the shortcut, I was thinking you could um, go through the tunnel that Char found as the entrance to Jabra. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I was also thinking, like, should I put my gimmick in this one too? Like, should this one have the nuke and like, you know, <laughs> you can you can stop the nuke from going off? Um, or maybe it would maybe be funnier if like Absalus shows up in this course and like blows a hole, and that's also an alternative route you can take. Oh, that'd be cool too. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know if you remember the OAF MS team. They had like that, that awesome. <laughs> I don't know why the Federation spent so much money animating it, but they had like a simulation of what Absolus would do <laughs> to Jabro, and it was like horrifying. And like all the officers were watching it. <laughs> I thought yeah. that'd be cool. You get an underground level. That's pretty cool. Maybe you could start above ground, and then you just go underground. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think I think this level would be a good opportunity to have multiple different like environments right you could start above ground you could go below ground into the tunnels you could go underwater into like a if you've ever if anyone's ever been to like sea world or something you know they have those i don't know what would you call them but those like tunnels that you go through where it's just yeah. you're, you're like through the, the, water through tunnels, the tank like the, yeah the water tunnels it's an aquarium you, tunnel yeah yeah you, you could go through the water tunnels kind of like the tunnel taking the <laughs> Exactly. From uh, England to, to wherever, you can see um, all the uh, the zigoks and high gods yeah, and yeah. the act guys in the background swimming. And then maybe if you do something wrong, you know, one of them breaks the tunnel and and you're you have to get put back on the track. Yeah. As far as the you know overall in these race courses, I think we both agree that like in the background there should be showing a lot of mobile suit action. You know, whether it's them fighting or stuff like that. But I also feel like. It, since they're since they're racing go karts at the end of the day, <laughs> it would also be fun if it was almost like those Lego video games where <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't take itself too seriously. Like, right. say say in the Jabra underwater areas, you know, as you're racing through these underwater tunnels, you know, you're looking through the glass to your left and your right. You can see like the act guys or the high gogs and they're swimming. Maybe they have floaties and um, <laughs> you know things like that that you know. You see, like, GMs dripping off diving boards or something to go into the water to fight them or something. <laughs> I feel like it shouldn't take itself too seriously, especially if the racers are shown to be very kind of in, in like, chibi proportions. Right. You know? No, I 100% agree. I think showing the battles happen around the course would be playing to the strength of Gundam, right? Yeah. It, and it would make the course very interactive, but I agree. It should definitely try to hit, like, a comedic tone in certain points, and the, yeah. I think the floaties are a great idea. Like, can you imagine Shar yeah. Zagok going, like, let's go, guys, and then, you know, they all have floaties on and they all dive in. It, it would be <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, or I think that some of the Mario Kart races, uh, some of the Mario Kart games do that later on, right? Your car sort of transforms almost depending on the situation. Some race courses for where there's you're in space, it breaks out those anti gravity pads, and then you start yeah. doing things like going upside down. Yep. Um, yep. If you go over water, maybe it turns into like a little hovercraft inflatable ring pops out, things like that. So that that might be something to consider too. All right, what's an, what's another one you got? I think I did three. I think you did three. The other one I had was, it wasn't necessarily something we saw on the show, but we knew about, and I feel like there has to be an ice level. We have an Antarctic treaty, <laughs> of course. Mm. So this place is going to be slippery. There might not necessarily be fighting, but I feel like they could still do like a lot of funny things in the background. Um, you know, like maybe, I don't know, we see like mobile suits building uh, igloos or things like that or Zaku's handing out snow cones to like GMs that are lining up at the store or something. It's the funny funny stuff in the background. While at the same time, you know, you're you're driving through I forgot the name of the city, 
but um, you know, the city would actually sign the Antarctic Treaty, and it's not really a battle, but it's um, you know, more of an interesting course and lets you do interesting things on the ice. Like there'll be a sliding section, or you know, maybe a section where it's it's snowing and it's windy, uh, things like that. We need an ice level, even though <laughs> ice levels aren't necessarily most people's favorite levels in Mario Kart games. No, but you definitely need one. I mean, some yeah. of the ice levels are better than others. Some of them are really difficult. Um, yeah, if you're not, you know, super good at the game, but the we we actually do have a good uh, candidate for where that t- that would fit in. Um, in 0080, the the first battle is at the Arctic base when the That's Cyclops true. team tries oh. to first take out the NT1. So right. that works. We could we could set it there. Yeah, that's an actual battle too. So you could do that, and that'd be a good transition too, because I think they start off in the water, right, and then they get to the land. They do, yeah, because the high right. gog comes out of the water. There you go. There you go. Boom. Cool transition. <laughs> Boom. Ice level done. Yeah. Another one I had that would be pretty much the equal of any lava level would be post colony drop Sydney. So you're going Ooh. through the Sydney ruins. Everything's hot. On the one hand, it's where billions of people, well, <laughs> it, it's where millions of people died. And at the same time, uh, it's, the, it's the spot that caused, you know, a further billion people to die or so from the actual drop and the damage that spread around the world. I don't know. It'd be cool to have like a lava level, a fire kind of level. So it'd obviously be, you know, in the immediate aftermath of the colony <laughs> falling. So you see like lots of colony trunks you can drive on and um, going through the ruins. Maybe you can even go through some of the Sydney landmarks, like the uh, the Sydney Opera House. Like maybe it's like still sizzling or something. <laughs> you can see like I don't know some uh, some zakus kind of like roasting like weenies on sticks <laughs> over like a burning building or something <laughs> in the background. <laughs> Victory wieners. Yeah, exactly. It'd be a very much a post-apocalyptic course, and uh, but at the same time, try to keep it lighthearted in tone, and it would check the box for the the fire level, the lava level. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. I didn't think of yeah. post-apocalyptic Sydney. That's that's brilliant. <laughs> I mean, we've never really well. Okay, the only time we see it is when we're looking at the crater, right? <laughs> yeah, because so there's nothing left. That's why we don't yeah, see it. Yeah, I mean, there wouldn't even be buildings on fire. But you know, I wanted something that would kind of fit, and I couldn't really think of another situation that would fit with fire <laughs> this was the closest i got and i was like you know what we could actually turn something really devastating into something that's a bit more lighthearted. you know you could even so, show like i don't know gms like with water hoses trying to put up fires <laughs> or something <laughs> but they, yeah they'd be wearing little like firefighter outfits yeah you know it's very lighthearted, very lego <laughs> i like it uh keeping in the same theme of like we need an ice course we need a, a lava course you know water course uh, we need a jungle course. So one good one would be the jungles of Southeast Asia Ooh. with the 8th MS team. <laughs> That's a great choice. You could be driving alongside the 8th MS team as they advance, you know, into Xeon territory or something like that. And the, but they, they could be, you know, getting held up because the obsolus is flying around, maybe shooting its particle cannon and sort of carving up the course, making it different uh, every lap. That's and, awesome. uh, you know, again, maybe, maybe it fires a whole, in the floor somewhere and you can go take a shortcut in there if you want. <laughs> I guess this course would remind me of either like one of the Donkey Kong levels, which is usually jungle yeah, themed or maybe one jungle. of the, yeah. Or maybe one of the, uh, Yoshi levels, uh, which is usually like sort of a Valley themed level with, with lots of treacherous tracks with no edges, I guess and where you random, can fall off random eggs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially if the obsolus is carving it up so that that would check the box for your, for your jungle level. 
If I could add two things to that, though, if I could just put a little, a little seasoning in that soup of your client, <laughs> there could be like a big tray during the whole level, right? Maybe a mobile, and it's clearly in the way of something. And then uh, maybe in the final lap, the obsolus destroys it, and that unlocks like a, a quick shortcut. Oh yeah, for sure. That'd be pretty cool. Also, um, if you remember, I think in yeah in Mario Kart sixty four. Uh, in Donkey Kong's level, if you get off the track, like monkeys in the trees throw coconuts <laughs> at you. They do. Right? So I thought keeping with the 08th MS team theme and, you know, what actually happened in that show, if you drive too close to um, certain villages in the course, they, they, they actually shoot at you. <laughs> <laughs> we can have them shoot little rockets that, like, hit you and bump you or something like that. Yeah, that, that's perfect in continuity. Why not? <laughs> My last idea, which I thought was pretty decent, would make a decent course, was driving through either Anaheim Electronics itself or the La Vie and Rose ship that Anaheim wow. uh, Electronics runs. And you uh-huh. can basically just drive through their manufacturing plant, like either on their conveyor belt or alongside it, and you could see all the mobile suits getting built. And you could see like some fun ones in the background, maybe like... You know, GPO3 and the Dendrobium, and maybe you know some fans might remember that Shima's um, Gerbera Tetra was really GPO4, just with some new armor on it instead. Maybe some early Zeta stuff in the background, because I think in you know, in one of the Origin episodes we we got to see inside of Anaheim Electronics. Um, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, maybe a lot more than we had in other series. And it I, it what was really striking to me about that one is um, that place was huge. So I, I thought it'd be fun to to drive along that track and and maybe in Mario there's an enemy called a thwomp, um, <laughs> and so I, I feel like this would be a good opportunity to bring in the thwomp gimmick because the the thwomp gimmick is in Mario Kart a lot, especially in the Bowser levels. But here, you know, you could have if you were driving on the assembly line, you could you could have like machine stampers coming down to like you know hit the armor into shape or something like that. And if you you had to drive around those, I thought that would work. That, that would keep in the the theme i love this idea because i can't think of too many mario kart games where we actually had something similar to like a factory or an assembly line type level right with a lot of machines and stuff it'd almost be like a sonic level right because like robotic always had like you know those factory levels you had to go through and there were like stompers and things like that spikes so this would be like the obstacle level almost right yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I, it definitely strikes me as more Sonic than Mario for sure. I can't, I'm trying yeah. to think. I don't remember any f- factory levels. Uh, I did not play Double Dash, so I can't speak for that one. But I, I don't yeah. think there were any. But factory it levels works perfectly in Gundam. Perfectly. And it's a good way to show off like all the different suits. You know, they they could just yeah be in the, in the factory. So that, I think it could be fun. You could even put funny stuff in the background, like maybe it shows them building some Xeon suits or something, and then, you know, you see like little animated factory workers quickly covering it up or something. <laughs> oh yeah, that could be a good thing. To, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, what if you, you know, maybe there's like a fork in the road, and if you go one way, you accidentally yeah. go into like the do not enter area, and and it, it would poke fun at the fact that Anaheim Electronics was like serving both sides. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> My last idea was an obligatory city level, and I felt like, well, if you're going to go big, Brian, you better go big and go home. Right? Did I say that right? Whatever. <laughs> go big or go home. Yeah, go big or go home. <laughs> if you're going to go home, you better go big and then go to your home. 
Fool me, thought, fool me once, fool yeah, me twice. I thought, you know what? If we're going to have a level in a city, it needs to be a majestic-looking city. And if it's going to be a majestic-looking city, it better be a city that's having like a really good event happening at the same time as a race. So I thought, what better than a Zeonic military parade at Side 3, Zum City? Ooh. So you'd be racing inside the colony. There wouldn't be a battle in the background. Yep. But you'd be racing inside the colony pretty much during like a, you know, a, a Zeon rally. Mm-hmm. And you'd see the Zeon flags everywhere, you know, probably giant statues or mm-hmm. pictures of the uh, the Zabi family. And, you know, you'd race during the parade that they're doing. You know, you'd go through other streets. You know, you tried to like it, the, the race happening would almost be like a train, I felt, because sometimes trains show up in Mario races mm-hmm. and, you know, you have the time going in front of them or you try to wait them out so you don't get hit by them. Yep. Um, so in the same way, you know, the Main Street Boulevard would probably be like the uh, the train in a way. Like you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to run straight into like, you know, a row of Magellan tanks because then your <laughs> your go kart will like bounce and like spin out. So you kind of have to time it, go through the gaps or whatever, and like you know, you get to race around the space dock and the the main streets and things like that. And you also got to go by like the the zombies castle and palace. So I thought it'd be interesting, maybe like a, the military academy too. You get to see like Xeon mobile suits, Zaku's doing like you know salutes and things like that, and Xeon flags everywhere. I thought it'd be visually pretty cool. Yeah, the what what came to mind immediately when she said Zoom City was um the the palace because the yeah. the palace was sort of rendered you know really beautifully in the in the origin and that reminded me of um Royal Raceway from the Mario Kart sixty four yeah Peach's Castle yeah or Peach's <laughs> Castle so you know you get Peach's Castle in there well we got we got the Zeon Palace we need so. a we need a castle level a castle <laughs> courts <laughs> yeah I love it I love it. Well, one uh, more thing, if you remember Mario Kart, there's always the guy that like he'll either fish your cart out of like you know water if you fell in water, or if you fall off like the track in Rainbow Road, or he's also the guy that holds the uh, the starting lights, right? Yeah, yeah. His name is uh, Lakitu. Yeah, right? Lakitu. Whatever I call him, or Cloud maybe, Guy or whatever. I'm sure he's a more complex. I, I'm sure he's a more complex name. I'm actually not sure if you pronounce it Lakitu or like Lakitu. Oh, know. it's Cloud Koopa. Lucky two. Cloud Koopa. I felt like there's really only one character that comes to mind that could do that, and that's Haro. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> who, who did you think? Did you have any idea like who that could be? Or... I, I like Haro better than my idea. My idea was Lala's spirit because she's always dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! A ghost of love. <laughs> yeah, because you know what does what does Lakitu do? He like he, he basically brings you back to life once you die in Mario Kart, He's the like, angel right? Like death, like Mario falling Kart. off. Yeah, like falling off the course is basically you dying, and he you know he takes you out of the water, takes you out of the lava, puts you back on the track. Well, Lala is always like guiding people back from this, you know, the the new type spirit uh, realm, if you want to put it that way. So I don't know that that's what popped into my head, and that way she can be all floaty like she usually is. And by the way, if if Lala was in as a racer, she would need to like float, like her cart it wouldn't touch the it wouldn't touch the ground. It would just be a hovering. Um, yeah. What does she drive? Yeah. No, she would just yeah. drive like her dress, you know, like <laughs> or or the Elmith. You could put it in Elmith. The bizarre kind of nightgown that Char made her wear. <laughs> All right, here's your uniform for Xeon. But none of the other women are wearing this. Just put it on. <laughs> Just wear it. Get in this death question. machine. 
Yeah. I think this game sounds pretty awesome. <laughs> this game sounds great. I want to play yeah. it. I wish it existed so I could play it. Bandai, Sunrise, get on it. We, we got a lot of ideas. Look, and we, we did this whole thing just based on like one year war-ish time frame, one year yeah. war plus a few years. You could do one of these games for almost the entire series, or you could release DLC pack after DLC pack. Like you said, you know, you, f- you finish this game, release the uh, release the Zeta pack, and then the, the Charge Counterattack pack, then the Unicorn pack. You know, yeah. you just keep going. Gundam yeah. Wing. Gundam Wing. Wing would be huge. Oh, yeah, the Wing pack. Five new drivers, oh. six if you count Zex. Three yeah. more for the, the, the grunt suits that Isaac hates. You know, you get your Leos in there. Your <laughs> you know what could even be better? A Mobile Fighter G Gundam <laughs> DLC. Yep. <laughs> because, like, every country gets represented, and you, you kind of get a two-for-one. You get the mobile suit and the race card of each country, right? Yep. But then you also get each country's colony Ooh, as a race yeah. course, and that would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. This game would be great. It would be very expensive to make, <laughs> given all the uh, crazy it? ideas. I mean, <laughs> but I don't know. If anybody listening to this is like, I don't know, like, you're good at modding games or whatever, just... Just start building it. <laughs> Build we're, it. We'll, we'll play it on the podcast. We'll stream we're, it. <laughs> we're here, Bandai. We're here, Sunrise. We're we're here to consult. <laughs> but I uh, I think I think this this game could be a huge hit, especially in Japan. You know, probably more yeah. so in Japan than than here in the in the states. But I think there's endless possibilities, and you could release you know one version and then just update it. You don't have to make a new game, you know, for each series. I think the DLC packs would would work great. You would just introduce four new tracks per pack. I think they should make it. I think it. I think they're leaving money on the table, not making this thing. I'm surprised something like this doesn't already exist because SD Gundam came out, you know, way back when, back in the 80s, I believe, at its earliest, and it's been kind of going on since then you know they've had sd gundam that was very lighthearted in tone like um them playing jeopardy and things like that and uh more recently they had like that 3d animated uh sd gundam that wasn't too great but then again i wasn't the target audience <laughs> yeah but um it, it's not unheard of that gundam appears as a very sort of lighthearted, kind of comedic version of itself in in different ways besides robots in a war so I'm surprised they haven't done this. You could even do something kind of like, a, you know, Mario Kart Sports or, you know, Mario Party even, just with Gundams. I don't see why it hasn't been happened. It's so, it's so visually ripe. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. You know what? This game would sell like hotcakes. It would be a lot like Mario Kart. Maybe, maybe they should just team up with Nintendo and work on it. And while they're at it, you know what? They're building these Nintendo theme parks, right? <laughs> Oh, they Even are. here, they're going to build them at Universal Studios, I believe. So why not also throw in a Gundam theme park? <laughs> <laughs> I would. It go. would be pretty awesome. Yeah, I would go. Yeah, whether in the U.S. or in Japan, it'd be awesome. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Let us know if you think this is a good idea. Let us know what your ideas would be for a Gundam kart racing game. Who would your drivers be? What kind of course ideas do you have? What kind of items would you make? Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. And you can listen to us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Until next week. See ya. Take care.